0: Good morning. morning. God is good. Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand, praise. Mm. Such wonderful, mm. such wonderful worship. Mm. To be able to enjoy the presence of God and each other, Um, and uh, I want to thank. God for being so good to this little project boy and uh, and for hmm, as I'm reminded of all the fond, mem- fond memories uh, being a part of this church and the church being a part of what we're doing in the inner city. Uh, and more of that needs to happen. Uh, in fact, uh, I heard that your community around you is changing. And I pray that uh, God will give you all the grace and the wisdom to reach your neighbors as the demographics and is changing uh, in diversity. Let us turn our Bibles, please, to... Genesis, the twelve chapter, verses one through three. Uh, and if you don't mind, let's stand. And as I, as I read God's Word, um, Genesis twelve, verse one. Now the Lord Shall be blessed. Let us bow our heads, please. Father, we are blessed and uh, we want to thank you uh, uh, for looking beyond our faults and seeing our need for Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for the privilege to worship you today and We uh, just thank you for this preaching hour. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would guide us, uh, that you would break up the fallow ground. Lord, forgive me for my sins. Make my mind clear. And I pray that you would be glorified in what is spoken in your name today. We love you. Jesus, because you first loved us. Guide us, we pray in Jesus' precious name. And the church said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Amen. I want to thank, uh, thank God for the privilege of being here. And I also want to thank uh, those who encouraged me the first service after the first service, and. And, uh, I'm not usually this tight. <laughs> I was sharing with somebody, uh, I remember in the, in the old building that, uh, they gave me 23 minutes to preach. I said, wow, <laughs> how do you do that? You know, but Mike Andrews did that very well, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 but, uh, they say, i got 35 minutes. I'm wow. <laughs> and it's just, it's just wonderful to be here and, and just to think about uh, what God has done collectively through us and through the free church. And, uh, and we're looking forward to uh, you getting your new pastor. I'm, I'm excited about that. And you should be, too. Uh, uh, and uh, for some leadership and some guidance. And thank God for the leaders who've been leading and, and guiding the congregation. Um, and so that's, that's an exciting thing. But I, I'm, I remember all the different things that we did together, the leaders and the laymen of this uh, church. And we're talking probably like 93 um, and the blessing, how... The free church has been so instrumental, not only to Jubilee Community Church, but also uh, to help fulfill a passion that God gave me a long time ago of what I uh, called authentic reconciliation. Uh, I don't don't think racial reconciliation is a biblical thing. It's just reconciliation. God tore down all the dividing walls of hostility, and now he wants his people to walk in that. Can I get a witness? All right. (laughs) Amen. And so um, this, this whole idea of authentic reconciliation, this biblical principle, has often been disregarded. It has not been prioritized by many evangelicals uh, because it's not socially, culturally, and even spiritually correct, even though it's a biblical principle. My experience has been that the pew, and that's you, uh, need leaders who would lead us into biblical reconciliation. Uh, And I don't apologize for this, but I I think a lot of our uh, leaders are spiritual cowards. Uh, This this whole idea of biblical unity, even Jesus prayed about it. And he says that in John 17, he says... I do not pray for these alone, talking about his disciples, he said, but also for those who will, be, who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us. Watch this. That the world may believe that you sent me. Now notice that Uh, Authentic reconciliation, this biblical unity, is a theological concept, principle, but it's also practical. It's a practical message that we should live out every day in a world that's decaying. I must confess that I was willing myself (laughs) to abandon this biblical principle of authentic reconciliation because it's very taxing and often painful. You must be very intentional. And and it's, it, it, it kind of comes easy for me because it's been part of my DNA even before I was a Christian, even though, you know, I, I grew up and you could have parties who were, who were at odds with each other, but I could walk in either one of those groups because, you know, I really don't have time for foolishness, okay? And then becoming a Christian and being impacted by the Civil Rights Movement and seeing what the Civil Rights Movement did, uh, uh, and I said, well, if, if a political organization could do this, why not the church? You hearing all? We, we, we got power. Amen. We've got strength. We have God's word, man. We, we are the, uh, by God's grace, we are the answer to a decaying world. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Isn't it wonderful to be a part of the body of Christ? Amen? If you don't mind, let's give the Lord a hand praise. And so I was willing to to abandon this. Then God, you know, gave me four sermons from, uh, about the life of Abraham from Genesis 12 through 15. And and Satan lies about authentic reconciliation, was defeated. And my passion and my faith was restored uh, to continue this biblical concept. Now, how many of you all know that Satan is an equal opportunity deceiver? He does not discriminate. He hates the church. He hates you. He hates your family. Amen. But God is good. Currently, the church has the wonderful opportunity to demonstrate God's love to all people to advance the kingdom of God. Socially, culturally, and politically, we're in a society that are embracing what I call all of these isms, ethnocentrism, nationalism, Darwinism, intellectualism, rationalism, idealism, Emotionalism, pantheism, uh, Buddhism, det- uh, determinism, cultural relativism, and the other isms uh, that lead people to reductionism. Reductionism is a, is, a, is a term that that's defined as the, the concept of really just reducing something from a higher more complex level to a lower level, and that's what people do to God. Reductionism is explained, I believe, in Romans 1 and 21, where it says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things, idols. Brothers and sisters, when God called Abram to fulfill his inclusive vision of all families being blessed, he gave him directives that were essential to success in filling his mission. We must all agree that Abraham, Abram's mission is, is successful because we are recipients of God's grace. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Mm. So how can we perpetuate the foundational principle of biblical unity that all families can be blessed? First of all, we must distinguish God's voice from the voices of the culture. Jesus said in John 10 and 27, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. See, God was the initiator. God pursues people. God offers salvations. And brothers and sisters, he pursued Abram, even though Abram was an idol worshiper just like his ancestors. But, but when God spoke to Abram, Abram heard his voice. Genesis 1, 12 and 1 says, in the A clause, he said, now the Lord had said to Abram. This Hebrew word say, said, amar means to speak or command. Brothers and sisters, or are or, or you able, or you and I able to hear God's voice? He does speak, Amen. And if you can't hear Him, I want to suggest that you would check to see if you've been born again. Because when we're born again, the Spirit of God comes in us, the Holy Spirit and we're able to connect with God. Amen? God speaks through his word. He speaks through experiences. He speaks via the Holy Spirit. The other day I heard uh, an American immigrant trying to convince another immigrant that they were not welcome in the United States of America when our history shows us that the original people in the land uh, uh, are Native Americans. We're all immigrants other than Native Americans. We see what's going on in this political debate uh, of whether the DACA or the Deferred Action for Childhood program should be overturned. 800,000 young immigrants and the majority of them are law, law-abiding citizens, progressive young people. And we're debating. Debating is good. But this is a country of immigrants. Amen? I believe that anyone who does not share our values of the United States should, should either leave voluntarily or, or, or that we should expel them Uh, uh, with a vengeance, I'm an American. But more than that, I'm an American. I'm a Christian American. Man. This dual citizenship, and that's what I've been teaching on in our church all, all year. How do we as believers live out this dual relationship, being God's people, but learning how to live every day. Now, notice that God said in, in Genesis 1-12, uh, 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 but he said, get out of your country and from your father's house to a land. I will show you. This is a command, meaning Abram, make preparation. The social and spiritual environment that Abram lived in was not conducive uh, for the execution of God's plan. And brothers and sisters, God knows what's best for us. Can I get a witness? Could God have filled his plan in Ur? Of course, God can do anything but fail. But this leap of faith to leave his family Uh, 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 was a very difficult decision. In fact, Abram took his father and his nephew Lot with him when he left for Ur. And then he stayed in Haran until his father died. Mm. You see, the, the separation had to do more with Abraham than God. For Abram's sake, he needed to be transformed by the renewing of his mind, that he would prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Does anybody here want to do God's will? Brothers and sisters, for many of us, God has not challenged us to to leave, to physically leave our relatives, uh, yet. He always commands us to leave some of the mores and some of the values and some of the traditions that are not conducive to advancing the kingdom of God. Yet we find ourselves often debating with God. How can we perpetuate the foundational principle of biblical unity so that all families can be blessed? We must realize that God called us to bless us, but also to be a blessing. You and I are a blessing. Could you tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, reach over to your neighbor. Reach over to your neighbor. Neighbor, (laughs) you are a blessing. See, the promise of Of of, of this new purpose and destiny that that, that God provided for Abraham. He said, Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless, I will make your name great. Mm. I mean, I I, I often think about what I was before Christ. I was a colossal mess. Amen. (laughs) And still am. I agree with the Apostle Paul, who says, I'm the chief of sinners. We struggle every day. Amen? Amen. Uh, We were dead in our trespasses and sins, without God, without hope, an enemy of God by birth and by choice. In my case, I was contemplating suicide. And by God's grace, I stand here redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 2 and 1 says, as he talks about us, how we were redeemed, he said, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin in which you also once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who would now works in the sons of disobedience, but the Lord is good. In verse 4 it said, but but God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love, which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you are saved. And raised us up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ, that in is a fixed position. God is good. Look, God took care of the sin problem. Mm, thank you, Lord. And he has more that he wants to share with us because it says in verse 7 that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. We are Abraham's children, blessed by God to be a blessing to others. In Galatians 3 and 26, it says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And you are Christ's then, no, I'm sorry. And if you are Christ's then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Oh, that's good news. And it breaks my heart to hear those who've been saved by the grace of God and and often we try to exclude people because of their sinful lifestyle. The church should be the place where the message of God's grace is preached. Mm. In 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 it says, Do you not know that the unrighteousness, unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Some people say, I'm safe. Then God's word says, and such were some of you but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. We are blessed to be a blessing to other people. I hear people often say, I don't see color I said, really? <laughs> so, what you're saying, you don't appreciate how God made me. <laughs> or oh, I don't appreciate how God made you. Thank you, God, for diversity. Heaven is a place where. Every tongue, tribe, and nation, if you plan on going, we need to get it together now because you won't like heaven. But I believe that those who are intentional, authentic reconcilers, kingdom-minded individuals as we pursue this, that we will encounter opposition inside and outside the church. You would want to quit like I did. But I pray that you are reminded of the love and grace of God and are willing to be led by the Holy Spirit. Genesis 12 and 3 says, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In us, the redeemed. You see, God, as you embrace this, as I continue to embrace this, God will protect and bless us. Like he did his disciples, like he did the abolitionists, like he did missionaries and biracial families and coworkers, and there are people who already have an uh, authentic relationship, but then they come to the church and wow, they hear a different message. God has called us to be a blessing to all families. Amen. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? See, that's where it starts. And I remind our church every day, I just, this is just my little spiel I give. You know, God will save you just the way you are. Amen? He don't ask us to get our lives together. He saves us just the way we are. By grace we are saved through faith, that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. But you got to recognize that you are a sinner. Amen. The Bible says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Then you must accept what Jesus did for you. It's not a buddy buddy system. What he did for you. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the Bible says if you would confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be what? Saved. Saved. Let's bow our heads, please. Gracious God, we admit that we fall short, especially in this area of authentic reconciliation. Yet we thank you that you keep reminding us, Lord, you, you massage our heart that we would model biblical reconciliation so that the kingdom of God would grow. God, thank you for not giving up on us. Continue to strengthen us and guide us. We ask this in the precious and powerful and wonderful name of Jesus the Christ and all God's people said, amen. God bless you.